Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hey, Kelsey. Great. Thanks. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to chat today. Thank you why so much for having me. Oh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? How old are you? Yeah, great. Yeah, so I am 36 years old. Um, I am from Livonia, Michigan, so about 20 minutes outside of Detroit. Um, our weather has been absolutely crazy here. <laughs> it's been crazy here too in Canada. Yeah, so we went. We go from snow to a heat wave, back to ice, back to snow, and there's thousands of people without power right now. So, oh no, yeah, it's been crazy. Oh, thankfully um, it's not quite so bad where I am in Alberta. I am so excited to hear about your motherhood journey. Can you tell me where you're at right now? Sure. So we are um, officially done having children. Um, so at 36, so I have a beautiful, almost five-year-old, uh, my daughter will be five on March 6th. So one, a week and a day away. Happy and yeah, I know she's my baby girl. And my son just turned three, um, on January 26th. So they are the light of my husband and I's eyes. And then also the bane of my existence sometimes. <laughs> As you can imagine. So they are very much in the, um, we love each other some moments of the day. And then all we want to do is fight other moments of the day. So we are um, figuring out big personalities and big feelings and all of the things right now. So um, it's beautiful and it's stressful (laughs) all all together. That's a great way of putting it. It can definitely be both at the same time. Yeah. Yes. They, those two things definitely coexist in my house. I love that you know that your family's complete. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that, so my husband is an only child and I have a sister. I'm the oldest of two. My sister's 34. And, you know, we lost our dad 12 years ago. My mom, my sister lives with my mom and my grandmother, who's 91, you know, and I was like, I can't imagine going through life with no one, you know, like as much as my, my sister, like my, my son and my daughter, it's like, we love each other. And then we want to strangle each other, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, and he has never kind of, he's never had that experience. He comes from a very, very small family. My dad was one of 11. My mom's got four brothers and sisters, you know, so I come from a very big, it's, there's always a production, you know? Um, but for us, you know, we, got we've been friends for 20 years we've been together 10 years um and we got married in 2015 2016 we decided we were gonna start having children and um I got pregnant right away like the first month and mind you my husband had held a baby one time in his life at that point (laughs) one time so this was a complete, you know, just scare. Right. Um, in our journey and, um, we got pregnant right away very quickly. And unfortunately that pregnancy ended in a loss. I'm so sorry. And so, yeah, you know, I, um, had some medical issues and so I was, you know, deemed high risk, blah, 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 you know, all the things. And, um, I'm very close with my OB and my OB office. My mom and my aunt worked there for like 20 years, you know, so they're, it's, it's a home to me. Um, and I remember we went to maternal fetal medicine that day and we had expected to, 
you know, have like a 12 week ultrasound or something. And we had just had one like the week before. And I went into this doctor that was complete stranger. He's like, Oh, let's go through your history. And then we did that. And then he's like, I'll just take a quick ultrasound just to, you know, double check. Everything's okay. We're like, okay. And then we did that. He's like, I'm sorry, there's no more heartbeat. Please come back in my office. (laughs) We're like looking at each other, like what, what is going? Yeah. What is going on? Um, and so it was, it was such a shock. Right. Um, and it was, are you sure? Like, are you, I mean, you just looked for three and a half seconds. Like, are you sure? You know? Um, and of course we're not doctors, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, I feel like I'm rambling, but no, I'm uh, so grateful for you sharing this with us. Yeah, it was, um, it was an, in an out of body experience because it was, you know, it's, you know, pregnancy for someone. So I've dealt with anxiety for a long time for someone with anxiety. It's, it's one of the most out of control experiences that you really have. And with someone that has anxiety, we don't like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. Um, I like to know what's happening. I like to feel in control. I like to feel like, you know, what I'm doing is, you know, kind of tying it in a nice little package with a bow. And that was absolutely not what was happening. So, you know, we had called, our OB and said, this is what they said. We don't know what are we supposed to do. And, you know, so we actually went over to the office and, um, the ultrasound tech who was a friend of our families did another scan. It was like, yep, they're unfortunately, this is what's happening. And so we opted to have a DNC at that time. Um, because I was, you know, we were given a couple options, you know, do nothing and see what your body does. Um, I am a very, you know, again, kind of need for control type of person. Um, and I was like, I can't just sit around and wait, you know, after we had, you know, very, you know, specific, you know, knowledge of what was happening. Um, and then, you know, there was an option of, you know, taking medication and allowing your body to try to do that, you know, naturally. And then there was a DNC option and that's what we opted for. And that was the best route for us because our OB had talked about kind of what was present and, um, that it probably wouldn't have been a good experience. It was better for us just to kind of have, you know, as much physical closure as we could at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And so from there, I, um, you know, was told you should wait three months and then at about having a chemical pregnancy. So which some people say it's not a pregnancy. It's a weird thing, right? It's such a strange term. Yeah. Because it's really um, just a pregnancy loss before, I think it's six weeks. Yeah. So basically it's like there's implantation issues from my knowledge of it. So it's Mm -hmm. like that gets fertilized and then it tries to make a nice little home and it just doesn't really catch basically. Um, So I thought I was pregnant again and we are, you know, so excited again. And then, you know, we went in and did blood work and they're like, it's going nowhere. I was like, well then, (laughs) you know, and so then um, we were told you need to wait three months again. And then, you know, at this point, if this doesn't work, then we'll, we can start talking, you know, but this is your first time. So don't worry about it, you know? Um, and so I'm a rule follower, I will tell you. And, um, I was following, you know, in in my app, like when I was, you know, my period was expected when I was ovulating all these things. Well, I had, from that chemical pregnancy, whatever you want to call it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I had like 
misjudged where, when I was supposed to be ovulating. And so we're up North in the upper peninsula of Michigan, my husband and I and our family, and I got really sick and, you know, horrible abdominal pain, super nauseous, just like, all, like hit you like a ton of bricks. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I have a flu or something's wrong. I'm like, I have a cyst or something. I have had cysts before. Um, and I called my OB, we're six hours away from our house. And she's like, you're not pregnant, are you? I'm like, no, I know I'm not supposed to do that. You know, during, I'm supposed to wait, you know, she's like, we'll just take a test as soon as you get home and we'll just rule that out. Perfect. Get home, take a test, instant dark line. I was like, oh, Oh my gosh. You know? And so I call her and she's like, okay, well, don't freak out. Like if your body can do it, it's okay. And that was, you know, our journey to our firstborn. Wow. Who is my beautiful, crazy little girl. Um, Her name's Elena. And she is the sassiest little (laughs) mini me, which is probably karma. I tell my mother all the time, you know? How did it feel in those first few months when you were pregnant with your firstborn? I can tell you in the whole, the whole journey of it, I was a ball of psychotic nerves. Oh, I couldn't shake it. Couldn't shake it. And the problem is for me, um, is that, you know, I had, um, quite a few of my girlfriends were pregnant at the same time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were having second babies at that time. Um, but had never experienced any type of law, any type of trouble, any type of anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, again, who's a naturally more anxious person anyway, um, the message was, well, just calm down. Just mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Like, but, right. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. But for me, that wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't possible, which is not your brain doesn't go to that place when you have no. anxiety. It just, it, yeah, it's incapable. Right, 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 right. So I'm like, okay, if I would have thought about just calming down, I would have done that. <laughs> you know, if it was just that simple, like a switch, right? And it wasn't a switch. Um, it was, you know, a constant, you know, the things, you know, when you're first actually pregnant, you know, and all of the things and you're feeling all the flutters and then, and then you don't, and then, you know, it's like, it's my brain was always in a second guessing type of hypervigilant state, right? right? It was not a time to calm down. It was like, until she's earth side, I can't shake this, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where we hadn't, um, picked a name for her because we had done genetic testing, which was recommended to us, Mm -hmm. um, given what had happened with the two losses. And then, um, so we were able to find out early that we were having a girl and, you know, we had probably, I mean, probably by 14, 15 weeks, I'd say we had had her name picked out, but I couldn't even say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Couldn't use it. You know, my sister bought me a necklace with her name on it and let her little birthstone. Cause we knew we were going to have a March baby, you know, you know, God willing and everything. And I just, I couldn't wear it. I couldn't, at least I could not even call her by her name because I was like, to protect yourself. Right. Exactly. The more attached I became, the more scary it became. Mm-hmm. How did that show up in your second pregnancy or I guess your fourth pregnancy? Yeah. Um, so with Luke, we had decided to wait until Elena was about a year old that we were going to start trying again. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't right away, but I, it didn't take long, um, for us to get pregnant, but I was, it's funny. Um, 
we usually, my husband and I go to Las Vegas every year for a vacation, just him and I, and we were in Las Vegas and I had been taking like an ovulation test and it kept, it kept saying, no, it, nothing was happening. I was like, what the hell, you know, cause I had expected, I was like, well, maybe I'm not ovulating. I don't know. You know, my, I had never tracked that way before. I always had done like basal temperature and things like that. And I was like, I'm just, I don't feel like doing that this time. Like, let's try something else. So peeing on the stick every morning apparently was better, you know, <laughs> which it wasn't, you I know, mixed was it like, up a little, <laughs> right. And I was like, gosh, what is going on? Um, and so I, um, you know, said I wasn't ovulating we get home two weeks later and I was like, you know, I think I should have started my period by now and took a test and I was pregnant. And it's so funny, like not by chance, but my husband, my um, son's initial or my son's name is Luke Vincent. And I was like, Oh, Luke Vincent, Las Vegas, LV. Like it must've just been fate, you know, (laughs) but um, same thing with him. So, you know, I, you know, I'm holding this beautiful little baby in my arms. Right. And I know it's possible. I know my body can do the work. And yet still, um, because of the experiences and again, because I struggle with anxiety, um, just in general, it's, it's not what I would say joyous. And that doesn't mean that I didn't love being pregnant because I loved being pregnant, but it wasn't a joyous emotional experience for me. It was very difficult for me to feel connected. I'm not, you know, I expected my journey to be a little different in terms of like the baby's born and you're just like gushing. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't like that for me because I was just so scared of everything. I was so scared of every hiccup every sneeze, you know, every, you know, can you hear them breathing loud enough? Like, it's just the, my anxiety just took over so bad. Um, even when they were earth side, you know, every milestone you hit just comes with new things to worry about. It seems when you have anxiety, right. (laughs) There's a shadow on every bright moment, everything. Right. Yeah. How did that impact your, your journey when you're babies were here like did you find it hard to connect through breastfeeding did you find it so my first so my daughter um our plan was to breastfeed you know we took all the classes we did all the things you know prepared as much as I think that anyone could prepare um and we had problems latching and we you know worked with the lactation doctors and then um you know kind of got a latch kind of figured out and then she wouldn't wasn't gaining any weight mm-hmm. um and so you know we couldn't figure out like what why is she not gaining weight i mean and she was pretty little to begin with so she was 6 pounds 7 ounces and she had dropped um to five something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, um, you know, they're like at 10% loss. It's a feeding plan. So like, you got to figure out what you're doing, you know? And so my expectation was I'm going to breastfeed because that's what you're supposed to do. And like, that's, that's what, you, you know, you can't do anything else. And now here's something else that's completely out of your control, right? That, you know, nobody causes problems with breastfeeding sometimes it doesn't work out but it doesn't feel that way when you have an anxious right no and so you know my our pediatrician which we love sent me to a lactation doctor and you know I when I went there my blood pressure was like 160 over you know 100 and she's like whoa (laughs) you know and I was like I I don't know what's wrong like I can't like she's crying I don't know what we're doing like I don't know what's happening like I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing 
And, you know, she did an exam and all this. And I never had any of the like traditional, like, like nothing changed. Like I had no breast change during pregnancy. You know, I had expected like I was going to, you know, I have, you know, boobs anyway. I was like expected to have like these nice voluminous chests. And I was like, this didn't happen for me, (laughs) you know? And I was like, you know, no changes during pregnancy, nothing. Now I never had like a traditional, like let down, like nothing was different. And so, um, she had examined me and a different, different, you know, um, testing and things. And the kind of consensus was that like, I just have more like fatty tissue than actual breast tissue. And so when you don't have like a lot of breast tissue to produce, then you're not going to really get anything. So at that point she's like, well, you can try to pump every two hours. And, you know, I was getting like a half ounce, you know, and, and which was again, not anything to feed my daughter, you know, so, so you can spend your time doing that or you can consider alternative methods, you know, formula purchasing, you know, milk, which we didn't know of was available at that time. Um, and bond with your baby and, you know, take care of yourself because that was what was happening. I was, I mean, I just cried my poor husband. He's an angel. I just cried and cried and cried because my expectation was it was supposed to go this way. And no step went smoothly for you the whole way, you know, we, (laughs) we say, okay, well, when we're trying to get pregnant, I'll, I'll feel amazing when I'm pregnant. Then you feel pregnant. You're like, I'll feel amazing when they're here. And then they're here. And it's like, well, I guess maybe I'll feel great when they're grown up. <laughs> right. Like when does, when does the worry stop? Because my mom's like, you're 36 and you're still my child. I'm like, but I'm your daughter. She's like, no, you'll get it. You'll get it when you're older. You know, when your your kids are, you know, here, She's like, you'll get it. What I mean, <laughs> She's like, you never stop worrying. Does, does this affect your relationship with your partner? Oh, sure. For you? Yeah, of course. I mean, he grounds me. He, he is the um, you know, ying to my yang. I, it's funny because my husband's a police officer and I'm like, I'm the, like the hard, hard one, you know, and he's just so kind, but, um, you know, he's extremely supportive and extremely, you know, wants me to care for me, you know, which recognizes that throughout this journey of having babies and pregnancy and, you know, just taking care of our kids that I have a tendency to not do that, you know, where it's, you know, I'm naturally kind of the caregiver in my family, naturally the one that kind of always bears the brunt of everything, you know? Um, and so that has, you know, translated tenfold now that my kids are, you know, living and breathing. If you could give any advice to a new mom that's dealing with anxiety, like what do you think would have helped you in those early days? Um, having an outlet. So I am a social worker by trade. So I am a, a clinical director of a mental health clinic here in Michigan. Um, so I'm a therapist that has a therapist. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. And um, I had started seeing a new therapist. I think right when Elena, I haven't seen her a long time right around that time, maybe it was, it was before, definitely before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just having someone to talk it out with, that's not a partner, a spouse, a significant other, a family, whatever. Um, because that, you know, it's a lot for someone that loves you to bear because they're not supposed to kind of bear your emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're emotionally biased. So when I was like having these like 
what the hell just moments. Like I needed someone to be like, what, what's the way when it, you know, back it up. Like, this is not, this is irrational. These are fears are irrational. This is not, you know, what's happening. Like I needed someone to, to really just kind of lay it out there for me. Um, so I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Um, I wish that there, you know, here, I don't know there, I don't come across very many, um, you know, support groups, if you will. I think group therapy and group support is such an awesome tool where you can kind of connect and share and um, experience things together. You know, there's a lot of online, I think, type of support, but, you know, I think that that helps, but, it, you know, I think being together is so much more connecting. I wish I would have, have had that opportunity and I, you know, wish that, you know, someone would start those up everywhere, you know. It's helpful to hear someone else say what you've been thinking and feeling and really realize and feel like, wow, we really are in this together. Even if we don't have the same anxieties and fears, we're all worried about our babies and making sure they're healthy. And there's a bond that comes from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just knowing that, like I said, my best friend, I love her dearly, but she would be like, you just can't stress, you know, you just can't worry about it. And like, but I do, you know, so just to have someone to talk with that would say, I get it. Oh my gosh. I, I feel that not that you want someone else to feel that, but just having that validation that you're not nuts and that other people have that same type of experience, you know, would have been helpful. And that's where therapy is great too, because then you can have someone say like, what's your feelings valid? Even if I don't feel the same way as you, what you're feeling is okay. And there are ways to get through it. Because sometimes when you're having a really high anxiety day, it feels like, wow, I'm never going to feel any different. And it's hard to hang on to those moments where you do feel okay about something and you're not worried about something. But accessing that is so hard without practice. Right. And, you know, it was one of those things that where when I would let my guard down a little bit, I would have kind of this overwhelming sense of, well, if something bad happens, it's going to be because I let my guard down, right? Here's, you know, with the anxiety and the need for control, it's like my, this is my direct correlation that if I don't keep the guard up at all times, if I let it down and then I start to attach a little bit and if something goes south, well, then it's something I must've done. It's like pre-guilt right? <laughs> for things that right. haven't even happened yet. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I am so grateful to you for sharing the story because I know that there are a lot of people out there that have been through pregnancy loss and haven't made it to that other side yet, (laughs) you know, that we envision of having our babies there with us. So it's such a story of hope and perseverance because, and, you know, some people end their family building journey after as much loss as they can take and that's okay. But for those of us that are still on the journey, and still working towards that you know that moment where you get to hold your baby and even for a second feel like okay everything's gonna be fine it's really such a a a joy and a pleasure to hear that despite the anxiety Mm -hmm. and the hard times that you know your children still are the light of your life yeah and you know like I was just you know telling someone and I you know my daughter and I had this conversation said she's going to be five in a week and she actually lost her first two teeth all in the same week last week. So it was a big, big week at at the Helen household. 
And, you know, we talked about this idea of being brave and being scared at the same time. Mm -hmm. Those things can coexist, Mm -hmm. right? But I think a lot of times we're taught that they can't, but, but they totally can, right? I can still be terrified and I can still be brave and I can still confront these things that are happening. And I can still, like, it doesn't have to, being scared and being anxious about what's happening doesn't have to steal all the joy, that's it. That's it. Cause sometimes you feel like you're robbed of that natural joy that people get when they have, you know, an easy pregnancy an easy delivery, easy newborn stage. Sometimes you compare yourself to others. And even though it's, it may not feel easy to them, sometimes from the outside looking in, it's like, well, why can't I have that? Yeah. Cause it, it and, that seems right. Weird. And I think like that, like only, you know, this like constant comparison, which I think we all do and are all guilty of on some level. It's like, you know, it all only is going to, you know, um, continue to, what am I trying to say? You know, it's going to having this like comparison is, you know, what am I thinking? Like trying to constantly, you know, look at someone else's journey it's this guilt thing like it comes back to this this guilt thing and and I and I've done that with myself this is where I was going with this my brain is like you know it's not almost it's nine o'clock here so (laughs) it's late (laughs) is you know I think about okay like you know my son cried nonstop for the first four months of his life and we thought he had colic and all of the things and he ended up having a a milk allergy oh yeah and so you know it's like you go in these and it's like I literally was we were all were a whole house was just on edge all the time because he has just oh my god he had such a hard life for the first like six months you know with everything and it's like you go in those spaces where you're just like Oh, like I am just exhausted of this. And then I think some people would kill to be with a screaming, crying baby. Like I try to put everything in perspective in terms of, you know, how difficult like our journeys can be, whether they're similar or whether they're completely different. There are people all over the place that would just kill to have an ounce of that chaos, you know? And so for me, that is always a good way just to kind of keep things in perspective as much as I'm like, oh my gosh, like today, like my, my, you know, my, my anxiety level, my nerves are just shot. Like I'm just done, you know, and as much as like, I I feel that I have to say those things for my own mental health and my own sanity, I have to bring it back and say, wait a minute, there are way too many people out there that would love to be in these shoes right now, you know? I must say it's incredible that you can access that level of empathy when you're in the thick of it. <laughs> and it just goes <laughs> to show easy. there's always that little bit of hope that you can tap into that, you know, I can still, I can feel like this is one of the shittiest periods of my life and acknowledge that it is a privilege. To experience yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't say, you know, shittiest like experience. It's just like moments you yeah. know, like they're the, the bad and that's not even the right word to put on it. You know, the hard times are way less than the absolute beauty of, you know, creating life, you know, and everything that comes with it, you know. It's so special. I feel very lucky 
to be on this journey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Well, is there any other tidbits that you'd like to throw out there about your motherhood journey? Um, I mean, in terms of, you know, just suggestions or said, you know, try to find your village, find your village early, nurture your village, allow your village to nurture you. Like those are good things. Asking for help is super important. I think that can be difficult for a lot of people for various reasons. Right. But, you know, um, we're going to, you need help from here on out, you know, as soon as that line crosses, you know, on that damn stick, you know, we really, it really, it, it takes so much from everybody, you know? And so, um, for me, I'm very blessed to have, you know, wonderful friends and family, you know, to be able to help support us on this journey, but, you know, find the village. Definitely. That's perfect. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks.